Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Justin Wells. Uh, Justin did a lot of the reporting uh, for InsideTexas.com yesterday on the scrimmage, the Longhorns' first of the uh, campaign uh, for this fall. Uh, Justin, the, the big story, first and foremost, sounds like it was the amount of injuries the Longhorns racked up, unfortunately. Yeah, yesterday felt like a, a scene from the movie Platoon. Um, everybody was going down left and right. Charlie Sheen was screaming at this sky. No, man, you know, every first scrimmage you have, you're going to have dings. You're going to have guys getting nicked up. It's the, you know, it, it seems like it's pretty customary uh, every beginning of fall camp. And so, and, and, and it always correlates with poor quarterback play, which we'll definitely get into as well. Uh, but yeah, when you have guys like Rashawn Johnson, Junior Angelow, Isaiah Nayor, uh, and then for, you know, lack of better, you know, for, you know, Alfred Collins, who's, who we reported is injured, Jade Barron as well. Man, it was it was tough. It was real tough. But uh, hopefully we get a little bit more clarity over the next day or two uh, on where these guys stand. But uh, it was a, it was a physical battle yesterday, Bobby. And, and I got to tell you, there was a lot of guys that were dinged up. And and it sounds like the defense got the best of them yesterday. All right. Let's talk about injuries real quick. Rashawn Johnson was carted off the field yesterday. What is the I'm going to go by him one by one for you. OK, he was carted off the field. What are your thoughts on where that injury is? Because I think at first it was considered that, hey, this may be a really serious one for the Texas leader. Well, it was considered – I think it was con really considered serious because of his reaction. Um, I hate to say it, but, you know, the guy was screaming after it happened, about, you know, according to reports. And so that's always scary. Uh, but after the fact, I believe he was in a boot um, – Rashawn Johnson is so important to this team from a leadership standpoint. Obviously, on the field, you've got other guys that that can fill in what he does, from a Bijan to a Keelan Robinson, Jonathan Brooks, Jaden Blue, but you can't replace his leadership. And so, I, I think you know, I, I can't wait to see some clarity on this one because you know Rashawn's such a big fan favorite, and he's and he's a leader of this team. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, you got to look for depth, and thankfully. The, the Texas uh, running back room is still stocked. And so um, Rashawn definitely has an effect there because you know you're going to you're going to need him this season. You know he's going to be relied on. And so it's going to be uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see how it's going to turn out, uh, kind of where he's at and, and where that uh, that that ankle slash foot is going to turn out. Yeah, so he had an MRI, we believe, yesterday. Um, we're, we're coming to you early Saturday morning. So some of these uh, results of tests, et cetera, we do not know the, the, the outcome quite yet. But uh, Johnson uh, out for an undetermined amount of time uh, and unquestionably the leader of the Texas team. Uh, let's talk about the one, uh, another one, not necessarily his impact, but what we know about his injury at this point. And that's Isaiah Naor, Justin. That's the one that, that really got my attention more than anything because that one is, you know, Naor is – so important to Texas in 2022. Um, from what I understand, it was a non-contact injury. I also understand that it was possibly a, a precautionary uh, measure to not bring him back, uh, not let him play the rest of the day, obviously. Um, I'm not, you know, like I said, until we get anything definitive on him. But, I mean, it, it goes without saying how important Naor is. 
Uh, this is a guy that, you know, he connects with the quarterbacks on a on a regular basis, especially Quinn Ewers. Him and Ewers have developed an incredible rapport. And so with Nayor, that's one that, you know, non-contacts are always a little iffy because you got to start thinking about, you know, MRI, MRIs, you start thinking about knees, start thinking about ankles, things like that. Uh, but right now, I think the best thing for Nayor was that he wasn't in a boot after the game, that he was able to walk after the game. And to me, that, uh, that speaks volumes. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a positive sign. Not always the case with knees. Sometimes they, they don't have – they can walk. They don't have a boot. They still have uh, some uh, collateral ligament damage. But uh, we'll have to see. It sounds like Texas is uh, hopeful, though, on that situation uh, for Isaiah Nayor and Roshan Johnson. There's another key injury to a starter uh, as well, and that's Junior Angelau, the uh, offensive lineman. Uh, out of Salt Lake City. He is the, uh, he'd be a four-year starter for the Longhorns this year, Justin. Uh, what is the latest on him? He, he's one that, he was in a boot and crutches afterwards, and that's one that we're really watching. You know, Junior, like you said, he could be a four-year starter this year. Uh, he, he was uh, the incumbent at left guard uh, for the last three seasons. And then here recently, uh, you know, in the spring, started taking a lot of snaps at center. And then um, over the last few days, took over the center role for the most part. They've been running with the ones at center, sliding Cole, true freshman Cole Hudson to right guard. And so it's, it's important. Junior 6'6", 320, 330. Um, this is a guy that Kyle Flood and those guys are relying on. They, they, they know how important he is. And so him in a boot and crutches is not a good sign. Yeah, it's not what you want, you know, going after your first scrimmage. And so it's going to be I can't wait to, you know, get a little bit more clarity on that one, because junior that, you know, there's some depth at, at offensive line, Bobby. And, and I felt like they built that actually more and more over the last few weeks. But you, you just, a guy with that experience, a guy with that size and and it's that that one's a tough one. That was a really tough one. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Kyle Flood and those guys uh, move guys around. Yeah, I mean, uh, Anglau was uh, rolled up on, is my understanding, a uh, natural uh, thing that happens sometimes. Um, Justin, quickly, uh, Alfred Collins, uh, this has not been reported previously to us reporting it yesterday. Uh, it appears he's out four to six weeks. This is an injury that did not occur yesterday, but in the previous practice, Jade Barron also in a boot. Uh, and uh, but I we believe that was more um, uh, precautionary at this time. Baron the starter at star for the Longhorns. Uh, Justin, let's get into the practice itself now. Uh, let's talk about it. Uh, overall feelings on it at this point. You mentioned the quarterback play. Might want to start there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I think most people wanted some clarity. I think people wanted one of these guys to stand up and take the job. One they, of them they, they want they want binary decisions, right? Yeah. This I mean, is the absolutely. guy. This is not the guy. We're going to go here. Absolutely. And so I, I'm with fans on this. Like, you want a guy to stand up and go, okay, I'll take this job. 
And unfortunately, Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers haven't done that yet. Um, if anything, Quinn, uh, Hudson Card has been the better quarterback. Uh, speaking of multiple sources yesterday, they said uh, of the two, Hudson Card looked better. They said Quinn made some nice throws, but overall, it, it was kind of one of those zero-sum outcomes, Bobby, because the defense brought it yesterday. They were thumping left and right. They were tracking and they were smacking. The defense, and, and, and you have to also understand, too, the defense kind of has an idea what the plays are at this point. And so they're always going to have maybe a step or two of an advantage when it comes to that. And when you want to see the change in like quarterback play and offensive play, you usually see that in the second scrimmage. You usually see that the next Saturday uh, whenever you're, uh, you know, covering it as close as we do. Uh, but quarterback play is, it's not bad. It's just not where you want it to be. And the, the best thing I heard yesterday was, Sark was absolutely tearing into that room, tearing into those guys, because there's a high expectation there, not just for Texas, but for what Sark wants to run, what Sark wants to be able to do. And, and you know, when you've got a B. John Robinson and, and an Xavier Worthy and an Isaiah Nayor, Jordan Whittington, Rashawn Johnson, when you got these guys, the quarterback needs to be a game manager. He needs to come in there and, and not make mistakes and, and keep the car and drive. And, and right now, I think Sark is still – having a hard time figuring out which guy's going to be able to do that because they did not play well yesterday, Bobby. Multiple times they threw interceptions. Uh, multiple times there, I heard about happy feet. I heard about not stepping into throws. And so I can't imagine what video session was like last night or today with that quarterback room because from what I was told, Sark was tearing into some ass yesterday. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a, a – a, a, uh, a nice description there. I'll just put it that way, Justin. Um, talking about some other uh, positions, uh, it sounds like Texas has found a little bit of a revelation at linebacker with Diamante Tucker Dorsey going alongside uh, uh, Jalen Ford and then allowing DeMarvian Overshone. Uh, you hear continue to hear good things about Tucker Dorsey uh, yesterday? You know, it's funny. Over the last probably two weeks, I felt like every practice report – that Eric and I had gotten together on had involved something with DDT, DTD, DTD. I mean, this guy, you know, I, I believe Sark mentioned it in uh, at the Big 12 Media Days last month about how no one's really talking about this guy, but he's got a calming presence. He's mature. He's been through it. It's almost a de facto contract year because Tucker Dorsey wants his, he wants a chance in the NFL. And when you've been an All-American at James Madison and you're a little undersized, that's a tough sell. But you come to Austin, you start making plays this soon, this quickly. You know, I had, I had a source tell me this kid is a thumper. They said this kid goes sideline to sideline. He plays seriously on a regular basis. And they also told me that he gives them Gary Johnson-like vibes. If you remember the, the linebacker from 2018's team, um, Tucker Dorsey, if this team needed a revelation, it was linebacker. And if this allows Overshone to play more of an edge, uh, wheel-type position, and, and be able to, 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 to get pressure on the quarterback, Tucker Dorsey has already made his mark. If he's, if he's allowing the rest of these defensive players to play in space, to do things, to, to pin their ears back and go, to me, that's the biggest, the biggest check mark. For, for Tucker Dorsey right now, not to mention the fact he gets his hands on almost every pass in his direction. He doesn't miss tackles. And, and again, he's people want to view it at his at playing, you know, he's a smaller guy, 
But so I've seen some of the best linebackers in the country that are smaller. I remember Rashad Bobino wasn't that big. I remember Trayvon Howard led the Big 12 for in tackles for two years at TCU and plays for the Los Angeles Rams. He's not that big. And so Tucker Dorsey kind of fits in that category. And I think PK and Choate wake up every morning, you know, saying their Hail Marys because this is a guy that is going to make an impact in 2022 already. It, it, sometimes size doesn't matter. You just got to find the ball, especially at that position. Hey, um, uh, quickly uh, ask you about another uh, situation uh, right now. Uh, if I, I want to ask you this, and I haven't talked to you about this personally, but you and I both talked to people that were at practice yesterday. What do you, what can you describe what you heard was the best play of the day for the offense? And yeah. I want to see if it matches mine. So that's, that's yeah, I, I can. I mean, I can tell you the the two I talked to had the same play, and and my favorite part of that play was he had one carry and that was it, and it was Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Apparently, he scored on a forty yard touchdown run, and he's. I think they're going to try to patent his juke step. I think he's going to trademark it because Bobby, it's it's nasty. It's that ask Maurice Blackwell. He's half of his uniform is still on DK on that field at DKR. Like, and you know which portion, the lower portion. It, it, it was unbelievable. And like I said, as soon as that touchdown popped, get him out. He's done for the day. He's done his job. Bijan, go get you a juice box. Go get you two juice boxes. Matter of fact, I heard that the play of the day on the offense was Bijan Robinson, forty-yard touchdown run, the juke step. Everybody in the everybody and their brother was was ooing and on and uh and the best part was that was his last play of the practice yeah they 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 put him on ice after that uh smartly so um all right other surprises for you yesterday uh in in the in the scrimmage one of the ones i wanted you to talk about is jonathan brooks because i that was one that uh you know we've talked on and off about whether or not Jaden blue uh, would get more carries as as a backup or if it would be jonathan brooks but I'm telling you, when it gets to scrimmage work and the pads come on and it talks about extra yardage, uh, Jonathan Brooks, the uh, sophomore from Hallettsville, continues to earn rave reviews. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You, you've got the the, 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 the five-star in Bijan. You've got the converted quarterback in Rashawn. You've got the, the transfer portal guy in Keelan Robinson. So what's Jonathan Brooks? Jonathan Brooks is the guy that you, you, you've recruited, you've cultivated, you've developed. He's got that potential, and now you're starting to see it more and more. We saw it a little bit last year. We saw it a little bit with practices last year. He's got some Keontae Ingram-like vision and, and, and steps and, and the way he, he he follows blocks and the way he kind of meanders throughout the field. It, 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 it's very instinctive. Now he's bigger. He's a little bit faster. He's a little bit stronger, and he's confident. This is a guy Tashard Choice absolutely loves. And if choice is in your corner, you, you you're a dude. You got you got potential. It's such a strong room, Bobby. It really is. And, and come to think, I believe it was maybe two or three years ago, 
every at one point in fall camp, every running back was on the DL, and it looked like a position in, in dire need. I believe that was the, the camp that Rashawn Johnson was moved to running back, as a matter of fact. So I, I kind of remember those days and thinking, Jesus, there's not a scholarship guy available. Now you've got Jonathan Brooks who could start on teams in the Big 12. And he's going to be the third string tailback at Texas. He continues to, to move the chains. And that's another thing. He doesn't have negative yardage. He's always fo falling forward. He's always protecting the football. He's doing those little things that Sark absolutely requires of the running back position, not to mention being better, catching the ball out in the flat, and also picking up the blitz. He's getting better on the little things, the, the, the developmental things. And like I said, he's that running back. You bring in, doesn't have a lot of stars. You train, you develop, and then all of a sudden, boom, Jonathan Brooks is coming at you. Small school guy that had a lot of meat left on the bone when he, as far as development is concerned. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to it, he he was a uh, uh, played both ways in high school. Uh, <laughs> he did that. He played multiple sports. I mean, those guys just haven't been in a weight room before. It's interesting to see uh, where he ends up. I think he actually led Texas in yards per carry last year. He just had so so few carries uh, by comparison. Um, let's talk about the offensive line, Justin. Uh, that was that's been a focal point of camp thus far. Uh, not only how did they grade out yesterday, but who were the starters and how did they finish it? Because I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, during the two minute drill, they went to in the second half of the scrimmage. They went to a lineup that included two freshmen. Right. Absolutely. Uh, it started off with uh, Andre Carrick, Carrick at left tackle. Um, Hayden Connor left guard. Junior Engelau was the center. Cole Hudson was the right guard and Christian Jones was the right tackle. But in the second half, Kelvin Banks slid in to left tackle and took Carrick's job and looked very good doing it. Um, I actually talked to somebody about him last night and, the, and I said, you know, I, I expected Kelvin Banks to play in 2022. I expect him to, you know, to be a, a regular contributor to, to make an, an impact in this program early on. I'm not sure I expected him to do it this fast. I thought it would take a few weeks or a few games or maybe a few months as you get into the season because they are freshmen. Banks just enrolled in June. But, buddy, he is ready-made from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint. He He's exactly what Kyle Flood wants. When you draw up a, a franchise left tackle, there's a picture of Banks in his office because that's exactly what he's that, – that's the ideal guy. And so – uh, hearing that he he was moving guys yesterday. And and I'm not surprised, so to speak, because Kelvin's been doing that in practice the first two weeks. But like I said, I'm a little surprised he's done it this quickly, that he's made an impact this this fast. And so you have to understand, you know, with with with, with Junior going out, you, you know, obviously Jake Majors jumps back in the in, in the mix. Uh, and, and he's the incumbent. He's a guy that you know what you have there with Majors. And so I, I think there's – not really a fall there. That's a guy with experience and, and respect from the team. Uh, but Cole Hudson and Kelvin Banks are just pushing to start week one. These are two freshman offensive linemen. If you'll remember, Hudson came in as an early enrollee out of Frisco, about 6'4", 6'5", 315, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, Kelvin Banks, Humble Summer, Summer Creek, another guy, five-star. These guys want to play, Bobby. 
and they want depth and they want a rotation. And and I think yesterday, I don't think solidified spots on the along the offensive line, but I think they're they're starting to become much more clear. And with that, I think Kelvin Banks is going to be a guy that that plays week one. Cole Hudson's going to be a guy that plays week one, and at this pace, they could be starting. If if the angle out injury is serious, and we don't know that yet, right? We we, we don't know that, so he's awaiting, uh, you know, his uh, diagnosis as well. I think uh, from from our sources, um, that means that you have Banks at left tackle. Hayden Connor has cemented his place in the starting lineup. The only question was always where he would be. He's right now at left guard. So you have two big humans at left tackle and left guard. I mean, they are big dudes. Uh, Jake Majors, given uh, Anglau's injury, would be at center. Right guard, it seems like Cole Hudson has moved in there. And then right tackle, Christian Jones appears, as at least as of right now, uh, to staved off a, uh, a push by either, uh, uh, particularly by Cam Williams, the true freshman, uh, out of uh, Duncanville. Um, all right, uh, Justin, any other comments that you have uh, about the play yesterday, uh, specifically around the secondary? Because we haven't talked about them much. Uh, it's my understanding Deshaun Jameson had a pick. Uh, anything, anything else on that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, it's a zero sum uh, outcome a lot of times with the, with, with the scrimmage, and the, the better of the day was the secondary. Those guys were flying around, Bobby. Jaron Thompson, he got him a pick as well, and and that's a guy that's he's really trying to solidify that free safety spot. He's a guy that that doesn't, you know, he he's got Keaton Crawford nipping at his heels, and he doesn't want to lose that job. You're talking about a highly competitive kid who's incredibly smart. He's taking angles. He's doing exactly what he needs to do. Jameson, I feel like we're hearing that he's getting a pick every day almost. It feels like it's, you know, like last year with Luke Brockemeyer and Casey Thompson. I mean, my goodness, turned him into a starter. Uh, Jameson's just, he's reading. He's reading his keys fast. He, he's reacting quickly. He's playing really well. Ryan Watts has been solid. Jameer Johnson is out making plays. He, he's been a solid guy that I think is going to factor into the rotation. And then on the, you know, on the other side of, of the safety at boundary, you got Anthony Cook that's been solid. He's a guy that's, you know, not the most athletic, but more athletic than, say, than some of those other guys in the back end. And and, and Cook's a guy that's solid. He They know what they got in him, and he's getting better at that boundary spot. Um, yeah, this, this is one where, you know, if the quarterbacks aren't doing well, well, it's probably because these these corners and safeties played really well. These guys are, are and, and at the same time, they've been going against these guys every day for the last two weeks, and, and even before that, but really, you know, more so in the last two weeks. And they know that they know the tendencies, Bobby. They understand the tendencies of these receivers and these quarterbacks, and so that does give them a slight advantage. But you have to capitalize on it. And right now, Jaron Thompson's playing hellacious football. Uh, give Jalen Gilbo some love. He's 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 over at Star, and with Baron out, him and Michael Taff are, are battling for it. 
And 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 I didn't, I didn't, you know, that's not something I thought I would say two weeks ago. But but, but Michael Taff is a guy that's. Uh, I don't think he's going to be what, what you would say an impact player, but I think he's factoring in to to to, to be able to to be um, some sort of factor. Like this guy is is he's playing. He, he's out there. He's smart. He's all like Jaron. He's smart. He knows where to be. He knows what angles to take. And so with with, with Baron dinged up, I think Jalen Gilbo stepping up, making plays, and, and Michael Taft doing the same. That should give fans a little bit of comfort until we figure out exactly what's going on with Barron and what his diagnosis will be. A new Gilbo, a a true freshman, uh, was there in the spring, uh, stepping into a star position, which is a difficult position for a young guy to learn. Uh, That's a that's impressive. Uh, And as you said, it's uh, it's it's all kind of uh, I would say predicated on exactly what uh, Barron's injury is. We've heard that's precautionary as well right now. Yeah, uh, but it sure is a lot of precautionary guys in boots walking around Austin, T- Austin, Texas right now. Uh, maybe uh, uncomfortable, uncomfortably too many. Right, uh, Justin? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, you know, I heard that Jameson's uh, interception was the end of the scrimmage kind of uh, from Hudson Card. Uh, Card and Ewers uh, just rewinding a little bit. I heard I heard Ewers hit Kane, Casey Kane on a long pass. Uh, after uh, after uh, Isaiah Nayor went down, uh, Kane and Troy O'Meara are, are rush are pushing for the backup spot to the Isaiah Nayor uh, position right now. So if if uh, Nayor is out uh, for an extended period, those two uh, likely step in. Um, Justin, I, I continue to hear uh, good things about Savion Red, uh, the uh, young man out of the Metroplex, out of Grand Prairie, uh, who is a uh, slot receiver uh, behind Jordan Whittington. Uh, we've heard positive things about him, not only in the uh, not only in the uh, passing game, but also in the uh, punt return game. Uh, what about Jatavian Sanders? That's an aspect uh, that we haven't talked about yet today. Uh, the tight end uh, out of Denton. I, I heard he caught a couple of passes, looked good generally. Um, what are you hearing about the tight end spot? Yeah, that's I, I heard similar. I heard Sanders is is basically starting to separate a little bit, just a little bit from the rest of the pack. He's 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 still holding down that that starter position right now at tight end. And we know what he did. He came back, uh, refocused, transformed his body. And and now he's he's learning the position. You know, that that's that's a, it's a new spot for him, considering he didn't play that in high school. And so Sanders has been a, a almost a, revel, a revelation of sorts. Uh, for, for the Texas staff and Jeff Banks. Um, Gunnar Helm, he's still going to be, you know, he's he's solid. You know what you get with him. Braden Lebrock's been on the pro, been in the program, it feels like, forever. And then you got a Jalil Billingsley, who's at some point going to factor into to, to that rotation as well. We know he had a little bit of a hamstring deal uh, last week in practice, so that might be a precautionary thing as well. But, yeah, I'm hearing Jatavian Sanders. It's funny you said that about Savion Red. I'm hearing the exact same. Um, you know, like we talked about it last week. This guy's got like an Antoine Googly type body, the, the former receiver at Baylor, kind of like a Quan Cosby post pro baseball. Um, he's 205 and 210 and, and just solid as a rock, strong hands, runs hard with the football. It was funny. Uh, one of my sources had said, yeah, n- number 17s are really good. And I said, number 17s? I said, are you speaking plural? He said, Yes. He said, have you seen the number 17 on the defense, Jamon Tapp? He's like, this guy's a man. 
And he also made a, a strong impression yesterday, I was told. And, and that's a guy that's playing on the edge right now. We reported also that, you know, Derek Brown has been, has been playing on the edge as well. And, and, and at the same position, you know, to, to, to build up his muscle before he makes that tra- transition. And so, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tight end looks solid. Jatavian Sanders is slightly starting to separate. You got Gunnar Helm right on his heels, and that's a guy that they'll both play a lot whenever they do the two tight end sets. And then, like you said, Sabian Red, I'm hearing the same, that, that this is a guy that you know he's making an impression, Bobby, when he's taking Deshaun Jamison's spot at punt return for the moment. Because, you know, we know what Jamison can do in the kick and return game. That's probably his strength. And the fact that Red is sneaking over there, taking some of those punts, I think that's indicative of just how what the staff thinks about this guy and, and how strong he is. And then Jamon Tapp, I'm told, listen, don't sleep on this guy. I said, look, man, that's a South Louisiana dude. Those guys are just different. He said Tapp plays hard. He's, he's as big as a grown man, and he acts like it. And so, uh, you know, coming out of a, that first scrimmage, it's always – you know, you hate the injury part of it, but, man, you love hearing the guys that are keeping people on their toes, that are pushing for, for depth chart movement, that are that are making an impression on people. And right now I would say Jatavian Sanders is doing that. There's, he's separating a little bit at, at his spot. And Sabian Red and Jamon Tapp, the number 17 is pretty popular in the locker room right now. I've got a uh, an update for everybody on the uh, special team situation. Uh, Burt Auburn and uh, – uh, Will Stone, the true freshman Will Stone, uh, competing for the field goal kicking spot, primarily those two, although there are a couple others still kicking. Um, it, I was told that uh, Auburn missed a couple of uh, shots last, yesterday at the end of practice during the scrimmage, whereas Will Stone hit his. Auburn had been leading the competition, I was told, uh, heading into that scrimmage, so who knows what that means. Uh, long-term at, at field goal kicker. We'll see if uh, Auburn bounces back at punter. Uh, the funny the funny comment was, you know, Isaac Pearson is the man for the job. And right now he is the only man for the job uh, because no one else is even taking punts in practice at times. Uh, so those two uh, positions that Texas is trying to replace Cameron Dicker this year uh, at punter and kicker uh, appear to be uh, on an ongoing battle at kicker, Isaac Pearson seems to have it wrapped up, although Texas did just get a commitment or a special teams transfer, Danny Trejo out of Texas Wesleyan, uh, down a level, uh, of course, obviously, uh, but he's able to be immediately eligible, and he performed both place kicking and punting duties for Texas Wesleyan last year, averaged 39.1 yards uh, per boot. Uh, Justin, uh before I let you go, uh, obviously yesterday y'all y'all did a great job on Inside Texas, or we did a great job on Inside Texas, I think, because we we were all over the scrimmage uh, from the injury notes uh, to the actual spring practice up, or the practice update itself. Uh, we were all over it. You know, take other than the quarterback thing right now, because I I do think that's the elephant in the room. 
so to speak. Right. Um, if they can get that right, how are you seeing the rest of the team right now mature? I think it's on schedule, Bobby. I really do. Um, the spring was so big for this group. I think that's when we started seeing the shaping of the culture. We started seeing the shaping of, of the new guys coming in and, and Sark kind of getting his guys. And that's carried over in the summer. You know, they had that extra, they had that extra time on the field with them this, this summer, which was different than any time in the past. And there, there can be so much more instruction and install. And so I'm not worried about the quarterback position, Bobby. I'm really not. I mean, Sark is confident. You, when you when, when he talks, he's confident in both of these guys. And this is part of the maturing process. If I thought Card or Ewers were going to come out, you know, incredible from the start, that's not a realistic expectation. We didn't see that from, from Hudson early on in the year until later in the year when he started to get better. And Quinn's kind of an unknown quantity. He hasn't really played in the last year or two. And so – the expectation needs to be with those guys. Look, it, this is not an easy offense to learn. This is not an easy offense to execute. They've put a lot of good weapons around him, and they're and they're mixing and matching that offensive line to, to, to make sure they've got the best five and the best two deep to to, to overcome the twenty twenty two season. And I think they I think they're doing that. Um, but this is a team that's that to me it was a typical scrimmage. You had some guys hurt. You had some guys make plays on both sides of the ball. Like you said, you were seeing Casey Kane on a beautiful deep ball. These are these these this wasn't a total, you know, terrible job. The quarterbacks played well in spurts. Sark just has a very high expectation when it comes to that position. And he's going to hold them to a very high standard. So anything you hear that's not exactly the way it should be, don't be surprised. That's how Sark rolls. The fact that he's coaching them hard. The fact that he's he's you know tearing the lid off and and letting them know this is how we're going to do things to me would give me comfort as a Texas fan. Well, here's I, the other thing too. You know, it is you, you mentioned the zero sum game between offense and defense, right? If the right. offense looks good, that means the defense must look bad, and they're both on the same team. So how do you really net it out overall? Um, when you take the team's best player off the field in Bijan Robinson. Of course, the offense is going to look a little bit down compared because there goes, your, there goes your best player, right? So um, presumably they played three and a half football quarters, more or less, without B. John Robinson. And so, it, you know, that won't be the case in, in real games unless Robinson get in, gets injured. So um, I heard a little bit of thing, some things that happened that, that concerned me uh, were some reversion uh by Hudson Card and even Quinn Ewers, and that's having some happy feet in the pocket. Did you hear the same thing? Happy feet and some bad body language. And I think the bad body language is what got to Sark. I think Sark nipped that in the bud rather quickly. And that's that's to be known. And like we said earlier, Bobby, these DBs have been going against the same guys in the same plays for the last two weeks. They know it. They know the tendencies. The defense has an advantage in every first scrimmage. I wouldn't be surprised if Sark does some different stuff in the second scrimmage that the defense isn't expecting. Because if I'm an offensive coach, you know how those guys are. You want to leave the field feeling a little bit better than when you got on the field. Well, after yesterday, I, I, you can't say that for the offense like you could for the defense. So I think I think Sark will mix it up. And you made a great point. Once you take Bijan out, 11 eyes are no longer fixated on the backfield. They're starting to look at other spots. 
And 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 that's to me that that's the biggest thing that you that's the biggest takeaway is that Bijan Robinson is still the best running back in the country. They are really finding good fits on this on this offensive line. They're mixing and matching, and Kyle Flood has zero problem playing true freshman. I mean, it, it's apparent there could be two freshman starters at week one, and that to me is is probably the most positive takeaway from that side. You know what's interesting? Uh, you mentioned that, and that's. That, that feeling of the 11 eyes all of a sudden diverted. Uh, that's why I think the injury to Isaiah Nayor was so uh, punched to the gut for a lot oh, of yeah. Texas fans because Texas saw it last year. Oh. Uh, Texas, Xavier Worthy is lightning in a bottle for Texas. You know, you can say what you want, but he is an elite receiver. Yet when Jordan Whittington went down, there was nobody else for him last year. It was just the Xavier Worthy show. I mean, you can say what you want. I mean, Josh Moore tried for a little bit. It wasn't really up to it. A couple other people did as well. Uh, Marcus Washington. But the reality of it is once Jordan Whittington went down, all eyes went directly towards Xavier Worthy. Okay? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Isaiah Nayor goes down. All of a sudden, they don't have to worry about the stuff over the top on the other side of the field. All of a sudden, the safeties are no longer trying to backpedal at 10 to 15 yards to try to make sure they're back there, and it tightens the box on uh, on B. John Robinson in the run game. Uh, that, that was a big punch to the gut yesterday because in Isaiah Nayor, they have somebody that can't go over the top and is big, right? Absolutely. Um, Casey Kane is a good player but he's he does not have that kind of speed Troy O'Meara has been injured but he also doesn't have that type of speed uh and so the replacement level there is just not where you want and it takes it takes away a guy like Nayor mitigates a defense's ability to focus on a Bijan or focus on a on a Xavier Worthy and so that that's one of the reasons why I think you agree with me Justin that injury is one that kind of gave not only you, but me, Eric, everybody, uh, Joe Cook, Ian, um, a you know punch in the gut a little bit. Hey, this is one that Texas can really ill afford to lose if at all possible. Yeah, Nayor, whatever Bijan does for the running back room, it's similar with Nayor in the wide receiver room. And you can say, well, you know, Bijan's a you know future first round pick, buddy. Isaiah Nayor is playing on Sundays. That's a guarantee. And so that's a guy – and look, we, we, we've reported this many times. The, the rapport between Ewers and Nayor is beautiful. And don't think with him going down a little bit, that didn't affect Quinn Ewers. Not just from on the field, but from a mental standpoint a little bit. you got to always think about those little details. And you had to know the first quarter – the first scrimmage for these two quarterbacks, it was probably going to look bad because they're throwing a lot – at these players. Sark wants these guys as prepared as possible. Yeah, ULM 
is 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 the first week, but Alabama's week two. And if you don't think that's not on the back of their minds every practice, think again. They, they they're trying to find the best fits and the best guys in the right roles. And so, big picture, it's pretty typical of a first scrimmage, Bobby. The quarterbacks don't often look good because the defense knows their tendencies. They're dialed in. Bijan makes one holy crap play and then goes and gets a juice box and and, and, and sits down and, and tries on some new Roebuck shirts. And so at this point, you lose Dayor, you lose Bijan. If I'm a defender, I'm pinning my ears. Got it. All right, Justin, I really appreciate your time. Uh, we are uh, taping this uh, sat, uh, Sunday morning. We've yet to hear uh, the injuries uh, reports, official injury reports, although Texas is hopeful uh, on Roshan Johnson, Isaiah Nayor, uh, and we're waiting to hear more on Junior Angelau and his uh, injury. Uh, of course, Alfred Collins and Jade Barron did not participate yesterday because they're out injured uh, right now as well. So for Justin Wells of Inside Texas, uh, I am Bobby Burton. Uh, that's been this episode of On Texas Football.